like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is, it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite honest with you in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do um, in this football game. Uh, and I can't state it any plainer than that. Mike, how do you it's like reality television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. Mike, how do you balance? It's a new season, baby. Stills for seven podcasts. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't trying to kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't trying to kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. <laughs> yo, 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 what's going on, Stiller Nation? It's your guy, Kev Easy here, Stills for Seven Podcast, episode 118. Y'all heard Coach T in the beginning, man. Tomlin Tuesday was one of those days where Mike Tomlin was like, F it. I'm coming in guns blazing. I don't know what it was. He was he just was on edge when it comes to the media. I get it though because the media, especially the ones that be interviewing Mike Tomlin on Tomlin Tuesdays, they be asking some crazy questions and they be kind of wilding, man. I ain't gonna hold you. And um, one thing that stuck out was Coach T. He was keeping his cards to his chest, you know. I think he actually used that reference in the in that whole conference. But what you heard in the beginning was this his reaction to, you know, the George Pickens situation. And he said some more stuff. You know, he was saying things like he he wants a receiver that wants the ball, and um, he likes the fact that he got that in him. You know, that's that dog mentality. You know, I'm just paraphrasing, but. You know, Mike Tomlin is cool with that. He's cool with that, you know. But I go back to what I said before. Mike Tomlin used it a couple of times. He said he can tolerate, and other players say it too, about Mike Tomlin. He going to tolerate you until he can replace you. But with George Pickens, this is like, I feel like the media coverage on it, well, the media coverage is the media coverage, but the narratives that being that's being painted on him, this acting on his his frustrations and whatnot, it's like how can the media, well, not even the media, really the fans, how can the fans get mad at George Pickens for being mad like we are? <laughs> you know, and it's not me a hundred percent defending him because I feel like you know. He got to check himself in public, but come on, man. Us Steelers fans been mad about this offense since the beginning. Since the beginning. You know what I mean? So I don't understand how they'll look at him being upset. Yeah, we won, but he didn't play well. Then That's when the fan has to understand that, yo, man, 
He's hearing that he's great. He knows that he's great. We know that he's great. With those type of numbers, man, you're going to feel like you ain't do enough. Especially like, yeah, 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 you know, he had a good bl- lot of blocks in the um, running game. And, but it's like, his, he's a receiver, man. He's a receiver. That's like, I don't know how a quarterback will feel, but it's like a quarterback rushing for about 120, 160 some yards, but only having about 50 yards in the air. And they win. Like, the quarterback is low key not going to be happy about that. You know what I mean? Especially if it, it, like it's not the quarterback's fault that he didn't have too many pass plays or passing yardage. Like the receivers dropped the ball, receivers wasn't there, or the O line wasn't blocking, where he just couldn't get it off. The quarterback is gonna be frustrated. Forget the win. So you know what I'm saying? Like the only difference is George Pickens is young, and with George Pickens being young, you're gonna see that a little more in public than not. And I feel like he's getting the unfair shake because of AB. You know, I feel like still a nation got PTSD. And I'm not making joke of PTSD because that, that's real. But they're having PTSD of Antonio Brown, like his blow up. And y'all got to understand Antonio Brown's blow up wasn't really like this. It was a little different. It was a little different, man. It was something that if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, you expected you spe- you expect the AB to blow up, you know? So it's definitely, definitely, definitely um a situation I feel like is gonna be worked over, blown over. And Coach C wasn't, you know, he's not pressed on that, man. He's worried about winning football games and stuff like that, man. But with this George Pickens situation, a lot of people t- like a lot of people to chimed in um former players just writers and whatnot people saying mike tomlin is failing george pickens um saying that the culture of the stillers is bad because the way mike tomlin lets players be them you know and i feel like a lot of people that say things like that are not understanding that this is a reason why the Steelers do have success that don't be in the beginning of the draft, like top five pick. The Steelers is not doing that because of this culture. The culture of let the players be them, but at the same time, they got to be professionals. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have a slip up here and there. And then you know great receivers. It ain't too many Marvin Harrisons out there. It ain't too many – Larry Fitzgerald's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like guys that's just going to be Hall of Famers, but be quiet. You know, most of them, you you know what I'm saying? But it, you have that extra mile like a T.O., you know, and that's the the A.B.'s later in his career. The, You know what I'm saying? Like you have those guys too, the Ocho's. I feel like Ocho's kind of like in a, a softer version of that, but he was there. You know, like you have receivers that's like that. And I think George Pickens being young, he's going to – I bet you he's going to have a big game. Like, with all this going on, I bet you he's going to get by, like, 15 targets. 15 targets, man. I'm calling it right now. 15 targets. But Stella Nation got to relax on this one, man. If, if Coach Thomas say, yo, it ain't no problem, if the teammates 
saying there's no problem. Like I seen somewhere, George, not George Pickens. What's my man name? Um, Jalen Warren. Say something like, um, I could kind of get blown out of proportion. You know. Let me see if I can find that real quick. But yeah, yeah, man, it's. It's not that it's not it's not a serious issue, man. It's not a serious issue, man. Um, here it goes. The quote is we can always fix the issue. Just trust the process. You know? And I know some people can take that and shout out to um what's his name? Mike the what show is this? It's the Jalen Warren show. You know? Um Shout out to the guys on there. But look, that can be interpreted a bad way. You feel me? Like, they can take that and be like, look, man, so you saying, so you acknowledging this an issue. You know what I'm saying? And then one thing I noticed about Jalen Warren, when he does interviews or get interviews like that, he kind of come off like very, very humble or like he got to prove something, you know? And I'm not talking about crash out proof something, but it's like it's like it's never enough. So I see that, man. But I don't think it's an issue at all. George Pickens will have a big game. I'm not gonna spend too long on this topic because Mike Tomlin was not done. Not done defending his players, man. He also defended Kenny Pickett. And I'm gonna let y'all hear what he said about that. Cause it was a question, and it's a question you hear often. But, you know, I think Mike Tomlin was on one yesterday where he was like, look, man. And what the question was, it was something to the nature that it was like, Kenny Pickett is not doing good in the third quarter. His QBR was down or something like that. And then Coach T was like, what's his QBR in the fourth quarter? And then, you know, I'm going to end up playing the audio, but. Mike Tomlin was his own one, man. He wasn't really rocking with the media <laughs> and how they was going about things. But let me play the little clip, and we're going to come back and talk about it. Pickett's quarterback rating 75 in the first three quarters. Is there something that's particularly not happening for him? That what, what is his rating in the fourth quarter? Like 108. Well, just ask it from that perspective. He's awesome in the fourth quarter, man. He rises up in those moments. Um, he wants to be the reason why we're successful. He prepares his tail off. Um, in some instances where people run from challenges, he runs two challenges. And so that's why his performance is so good in the fourth. Those other quarters we'll work on. Yeah, man, I know you heard that. I know you heard it. I know you heard it. Coach T is going to defend his guys. And to keep it real, man, I had to do a lot of thinking, man. And it was really the day I came to that conclusion, like, we got to ease up on Kenny a little bit. Yeah, you see C.J. Stroud. You see a couple of these young quarterbacks that come in thriving. But y'all got to understand something, man. These guys are first, second quarterback off the board early in the draft. Kenny Pickett's draft, I don't think anybody – in that quarterback class is thriving. I don't think so. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm gonna look it up. 
but I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah, man, Kenny Pickett, what he possesses is that late clutch mentality, like just that fourth quarter, I'm going to win at all costs. I'm beyond point. Every throw is going to count. Like, I see it in, uh, based off the way our team is and how our offense has been going. We need that because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't have a win at all. We probably would have just one win maybe. And that, that would probably, I'll probably say that would be the Raven game just because the amount of turn – you know, I can't even say that. I can't even say that because we lost to the Jaguars with like three or four turn, turn takeaways, man. But, you know, how, how often does that happen? So, you know. But anyway, with Kenny, you got to think what he's dealing with. Offense online that we're trying to really figure out the man up front. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. You know, the receivers, one being hurt, another one getting cut. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you lose your top – one of your top targets from last year, the, the – Pat Fryer move. Granted, we wasn't using him too often when he was there this year, but just having him out there makes it a little easier for somebody else because you got to pay attention for him, to him. So it's like Kenny has to do a lot of stuff that other quarterbacks don't really have to deal with, you know. Granted, you know, I, I didn't bring up a Bryce Young, and a lot of people from Silla Nation didn't bring up Bryce Young. He got a worse situation than Kenny. That's why his numbers look the way they look. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, y'all want to pick C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he's balling. He's balling. I, I, I like it. I like it. He can really throw the ball. You know, I wasn't too familiar with him before we played him, but I've been watching them like every week since they beat us because it's like, okay, I can see that everyone's on the same page here. Whereas like the Steelers, they say we on the same page or getting on the same page, but we don't see it on the field. But I think we're in that process right now where we're getting that going. Like we're just getting that going. And I feel like, especially with the running back, the running situation getting better last week, if that continues to go, like we're gonna see, we're gonna see the first three quarters that's better than for Kenny. Perfect example was the running game going well last week on Thursday, and we scored on the first drive. It wasn't all runs, you know. Kenny was a part of that, you know. So. I just think that they just have to like figure that out, bro. Like, figure still a nation is figure it out. Understand he's not Big Ben, and a lot of people that bring up Big Ben probably don't remember Big Ben's first couple years in the league, bro. Like, after the Steelers won the Super Bowl, Big Ben was in that car accident, motorcycle accident. Broke his face and all that. And he came back and he threw 23 picks. I believe that was the year. He threw 23 picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ben had a whole, like, it, it took, like, a good five to seven years 
before Ben became that guy as a quarterback. Like, all right, we're going to really lean on Ben. Because even with that 08 Super Bowl, that was, okay, Ben is doing more. Like, he's able to win these games, you feel me? Um, you got the Hines. You got the, the San Antonio Holmes. You got the Heath Millers at this point. So it's like, all right, you got a couple guys you can really rely on. So that was Ben coming out party. It's like, okay, he can end up leading us. But that defense was crazy, yo. The defense was crazy, you know? And then that 2010 Super Bowl, that run, that was mostly the offense, how Ben was doing it. You know, the defense was still doing things. But it was like the offense was putting up them points, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially when Mike Wallace and I, I don't, I can't remember what year that was. I think it was like a year after, a couple years after, um, when Big Ben threw that touchdown pass to Mike Wallace. I think it was like a thirty-something yarder. It was in the corner of the end zone, or in the front of the end zone. You know what I'm saying? And it was like last play of the game situation. Y'all can go do y'all homework on that. Yeah, me, but, um. Yeah, bro, like, with Kenny, I feel like as the team improves, the offense improves, the Matt Canada effect being on the sideline, it has it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's definitely going to get better because they're trying to make it better. Now, do I want Matt Canada here after this year? No. <laughs> because I feel like we have more talent than – his offense can his offense can't handle this much talent. You know, we have weapons, bro. You gotta think. You got Najee, capable guy. Jalen, capable guy. Pat Frymove, capable guy. Connor Hayward, capable guy. I feel like Darnell Washington is a capable guy, but we don't really know yet. When he got that catch in that Tennessee game, everyone went crazy, and rightfully so. Right? We have Deontay, very capable guy. George Pickens, very capable guy. Calvin Austin can be capable. Um, Allen Robinson, I, he's a capable guy, but he has a weird, weird, uh, weird position or, or a weird role. You know, we're not really using him like I thought we would use him. Well, that's a couple guys, but we have cap- we have a lot of weapons on offense that I feel like Matt Canada's offense, the way he schemed things up, is not gonna be able to capitalize or maximize these guys' talents. So, yeah, Matt Canada was here for a transition from Big Ben to Kenny, but we ended up with so much talent on the offense side of the ball. It's like, all right, we kind of need a real offense guru in here. We need a real offensive guy in here to so we can maximize these guys' talent, where you might see Jalen and Najee in the game together often, you know? Something like that, man. Just thinking outside the box or really thinking in the box, just a bigger box. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I feel like we can't really judge Kenny, the ones that's judging Kenny, like really trying to wash their hands with Kenny. You can't really do that until this next coordinator come up in here and 
sees like I don't want to just put it all on a coordinator, but because I feel like you can't you can't get you can't have Kenny be like a all time great in his first three years, bro. Because to me, it's a reason to this day when it come to Big Ben and his peers, like the quarterbacks that was out with him. It's a reason why they named Tom Brady first. You know, Tom Brady going to be first regardless. It's a reason why they named Peyton Manning ahead of him. It's a reason why they named Drew Brees ahead of him. It's a reason why they named, see, Aaron Rodgers like a pair. So, yeah, there's a reason why they'll put Aaron Rodgers ahead of Big Ben. It's a reason why they'll put certain guys. They even try to put Russell Wilson above Ben when Russell Wilson started to get it going. You know, but as far but Russell Wilson is not really his pit. I'll stop at Aaron Rodgers. Like Big Ben is like fifth guy, fourth guy. You know, until we start picking up or talking about moments, then we can make a case for Big Ben. But even with Peyton, Peyton had like his first season was horrible. I think his second season was a little better, and he ain't start really, really getting it going to his third year. But he ain't turn around. You know, so it's like we're not even in the third year of Kenny yet. And guys are trying to wipe their hands with him where Mike Tomlin sees the growth and sees something that a lot of young, and he's not really young, but he's NFL young, quarterbacks don't have. That's that clutch factor, that one to win factor, you know. And I believe once we continue to get this running game going, that's going to clear everything up. Guy's not going to have a problem, man. We're going to see Kenny get better faster, man, much faster. Like, and on top of that, he's from Jersey, bro. So, you know, I'm going to be a little biased for my guy, yeah. But, um, like, I got his draft class right here, man. It ain't too many guys in his draft class that's better than Kenny. But, really, I probably won't take none of these guys over Kenny, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Kenny Pickett. And this is all the order of guys who was drafted. Kenny was the first one drafted at, you know, first round, 20th pick. Um, at this point in his career, he got about 3,894 yards. Then after that, you got Desmond Riddler. Let me make sure. Yeah, like you got Desmond Redler, who's, you know, he's a starter for, well, was a starter for ATL. And um, he got pulled for Tyler Haneke. Because what he do, he turned that thing, ball, he turned the ball over. He turned the ball over, man. You know, I won't pick Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett because he's not even starting on his team now. They having a quarterback situation. And. When Tannehill went down, they didn't say – they tried it. They did it before. Malik Willis, yeah, you go out there, do your thing. But guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. So they got Will Puler. I can't remember his name right now, man. Will uh, LeVette. Oh. Yeah, man, <laughs> they got the Will guy, man. They got him over there, and he in the way he's playing, even though this, the Steelers shut him down in the second half, he proved that yo, this is this is the guy we should ride because he has what the Titans need to succeed. So Malik Willis, until he gets to another team, I'm not picking him over Kenny Pickett. Um, Bailey Zappi, 
enough said, not picking him over Kenny. Sam Howe, how would I pick him over Kenny? I won't. Granted, he's balling for the Washington Commanders, but I still wouldn't pick him over Kenny. I still wouldn't do it. You know? Well, you know what? That's tough. That's fighting. I feel like they on par. You know, he got two more touchdowns than Kenny and three less interceptions than Kenny. But I feel Kenny's rookie year, he was throwing, throwing. See, I don't want to judge these guys by touchdowns and picks only two years in their career. I'm just talking about the type of players they are. Do they get their teams better in certain situations? Or are they system quarterbacks? Or can they play? Can they not play? What not? And like right now, I got Kenny above Desmond Riddler, uh, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, um, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howe. I'm going to pull Sam Howe to the side. Chris O'Dolian. Well, all you all, all Kin, we drafted him, but we ended up, he never played it down. And he still haven't played it down. Um, Skylar Thompson and Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy, you know, a lot of people was riding his wave up until, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, this is just a system guy. It's just like, I don't believe he will be able to do what he's doing against – I mean, with another team, you know, if he was in Kenny's position, that's how I'm kind of seeing it, right? You switch these guys out with Kenny. Are you getting better results? You know, Brock Purdy, yeah, he got nice numbers. 25 yards, I mean, excuse me, 25 touchdowns and nine picks. Sam Howe got 15 touchdowns, 10 picks, and it's 13-13 for Kenny, you know? But it's like, uh I don't got percentages up here. I don't got the percentages up here. But, yeah, I'm not really picking Kenny. I mean, excuse me. I'm not picking none of these guys over Kenny because I don't feel like these guys will win big games like Kenny will. Granted, Brock Purdy, like I said, he got a more successful team because I feel like what we lack, they have, even though they've been losing lately. I feel like what we lack, they have. And if we have what we would like a, a better offensive coach, a better, you know, O-line, where, where they literally have the best tackle, left tackle in this generation. You know, you got John Vaughn, then it passes on to Trent Williams. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have a lot of talent in certain places that we would need talent at or experience where we don't have that much experience at. So I'm not picking any of these guys over Kenny, bro. Like Sam Howe, nah, I still pick Kenny because it's like he's just getting started in a way. He only played 10 games. And Brock Purdy in his 17 games, you know, he has a whole lot of help around him. It would be nice to have a Christian McCaffrey, you know. Granted, you split him in half, I'll take I'll take what we have. But Christian McCaffrey, you know, you know what's up with him. Rushing and throwing him the ball. He's the top in the league. You know, you got Debo Samuel that's a Swiss Army knife that's dynamic, you know. You got a couple other guys, and then you got the system on top of that, you know. So I feel like if you if 
Kenny Pickett had the system Brock Purdy has, Kenny's numbers will look better than Brock Purdy. Y'all got to relax. Y'all got to relax. Because even Big Ben wasn't fire until, like, uh, year five. You know? He had a good. He had a lot of good clutch throws up until that point, but once year five came around, it was like, oh, all right, this guy, this guy got an arm to him. Like, oh, he's he's a quarterback, quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Even though he still played kind of backyard ball, but it was like, okay, he can win games for us. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. Sometimes first half. Shout out to the Colts in the Bumblebee uniforms. <laughs> You know, and I don't feel like the Steelers should ever bring those uniforms back. They shouldn't bring them uniforms back. Um, they made an announcement yesterday at three, around three o'clock, saying that um, the Steelers are going to be rocking the black with the box numbers jerseys for this Packer game. I think it's actually alumni night or something like that. I think I came across that, but or Hall of Fame, something like that. I think it's like alumni night or something like that. But um or day. I got it. what time do we play these guys? It don't matter right now. I'll say that for Friday. But man, I love those jerseys, bro. Like them Bumblebee jerseys, I feel like that was only made for Big Ben and those Steelers, the the Killer Bees. It, it was only right, man. I don't think we should wear them no more. But these black jerseys with the box numbers, that's the now, bro. We got to rock that now. We got to rock that every game. Because you got to look at the players that be wearing, like, when they wear it, like, it fits this generation of Steelers. TJ Watt with the block 90. Minka Fitzpatrick with the block 39. Cam Hare with the block 97. Kenny with the block 8. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I like the fact that we wearing those. The funny, the announcement, <laughs> and, you know, I, I segued out of that Kenny situation, but the announcement was hilarious because you had a whole lot of comments. It was like, oh, okay, so they firing Canada. Oh, they must be firing Canada. They must be firing Canada. Like, yo, back Canada got so much hate that people was not, they not thinking logically. Why would the Steelers, Tell fans, tune in at 3 o'clock tomorrow. We got a special announcement. And that announcement would be, we fired Matt Canada. (laughs) Yeah, y'all got to relax, yo. Y'all got to relax with that, man. I don't understand it. Like, y'all got to really relax with that. But, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Funny, because, you know, I still play Madden. I don't play as heavy as I used to, but I still play it. But I always put them jerseys on, them block numbers, them block numbers, man. You know, um, but that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Never, I think, the the Bumblebees, those jerseys done, never wear them again because it's going to be like, I'm not going to see a 50-point game. I'm not going to see a 500-yard um, uh, quarterback game, you know? I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to see A.B. going crazy. I'm not going to see Martavis Bryant go crazy. I'm not going to see it, you know what I'm saying? So, them black black box, <laughs> let me numbers. 
<laughs> Those jerseys, man, definitely got to keep them in rotation, man. Definitely got to keep them in rotation. But still a nation, y'all let me know how y'all feel about that, them jerseys. You know, let your opinion be heard. But yeah, man, Mike Tomlin, he defended a lot of people, but he didn't defend this one guy. And this one guy don't know if he ever going to get his spot back. <laughs> I'm going to play the clip and we're going to talk about it. Oh, no, I mean, I've, I've talked to Coach Shee, I've talked to my coach, I don't want to, that doesn't seem to be the case, and I mean, I feel like that was the case at all, so it's like, at this, I guess, all I can do now is kind of take it day by day and see how things play out. Man, that's Chooks right there, talking to the media, you know, I asked him about, um, basically, like, yo, you know, you think you're going to get your spot back or whatever, some of that nature. And that was his answer, man. I couldn't understand it. I had to play it a couple times. But it didn't sound like a guy that thought he was going to get his spot back. And on top of that, Mike Thomas said that in his press conference that he's not getting his spot back this week. You know, I don't know what Chooks did or said. Well, you know, I do know what he did. He ain't been playing too well. But I don't know what he said because it was a thing saying he said something. But I don't know what he said. I don't know what he said at all. But the way Mike Thomas said, yeah, and, like, even doubled down on it, he was real serious about that. So I don't know if it was, like, him criticizing Kenny, criticizing the coaches, criticizing something out loud or in the locker room. Whereas, like, yo, bruh, you've been – you're the – like, think about this, Steeler Nation. He's the longest – tenured Steeler on that offensive line. He's been here since 2018. He got two years with Big Well, he got like he got a year with Big Ben. You know? Like he's been here for a minute. And it's like he don't really make a total impact. Like I haven't out of all the right tackles we had in the Big Ben era leading up to him. We can honestly say, yo, they were good guys. Like, they were good guys. Matt Starks of the world. Um, damn, I can't remember nobody right now. <laughs> Except Matt Starks. But um, just the guys we have over there, it's like, yo, these guys can really run block, pass blocking. It's like, we don't really care about that because you're not on the backside. But run block, you was there. You was one of the good ones. Or you had the capability to do that. Or you had the capability to do anything that make you stand out. But for you to be the most tenured stiller and you're not the best lineman on there, I can honestly say that I'm going to come back to him. I can say that both guards are better than him. I won't really put him above Mason Cole because I'm like, Mason Cole at least – at least he can he changing calls and protections. You hear him trying, you know, at least putting everybody on the same page. And even I feel like Dan Moore, yeah, I said it. Dan Moore is better at left tackle than Chooks is at right tackle. You know, I see a lot of Stiller fans saying, yo, Broderick Jones shouldn't be over there. He should be left tackle and um, keep Chooks at right. Bro, watch the tape. Chooks not doing nothing, nothing. He's not doing anything. Not doing anything. He's not the best stiller over there. 
having Broderick Jones over there is so much better. And you saw it. You saw it with our running backs. Over 100 yards. Like, combination of both of them. Over 100 yards. So, it's sad because, you know, he's been around for a minute. But it, then again, it's like, it is what it is, bro. Like, it's it's a business. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. You're not holding up your end of the contract. And I'm going to be honest. I feel the way Coach Tomlin said that about Chooks, man. That remember what I said a little bit earlier. He says I can tolerate you, I can replace you. Chooks probably will not be on this team next year. Y'all can quote me on that. He will not be on this team next year. I just double down. He will not be on this team next year just because of that. And you're the most tenured stiller there, but you getting treated like you're the worst stiller there. Um, on the offensive line, guys, not the offense, the offensive line. Because I'm not sure if Deontay was drafted earlier in the same year's Chooks. I can't remember. But, yeah, bro, like, Chooks ain't getting that spot back. His best bet is to try to be a good teammate and see try to, try to get another opportunity somewhere else. But I definitely don't see you doing that, like, here with us. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, man, I'm going to end it there, man. It's a Wednesday podcast. Not going to lie, y'all, I kind of miss Ben's day. I miss Ben's day, man, because today would be the day that Big Ben would have his press conference, and his press conference would be, you know, not as long as Mike Tomlin's, but it would be longer than the rest of the players, you know. But um, Kenny would have it. He'll have his day. He'll have his day. We, we're going to call it Ken's Day or something like that. Who knows? But, yeah, man, Stills for 7 Podcast, episode 118 is in the books. Uh, I feel like it's something I'm missing. I feel like it's something I'm missing. But if I'm missing it, I'll bring it back up on Friday show, man. But it's your man, Kev Easy. Make sure you follow everything. Stills for 7 Podcast, Stills for 7 Pod on X, you know, VSN, VSN, VSN. Make sure you follow the whole team. Or and check out all the content, man. All the content. Everything is not sports. Everything ain't football, and everything ain't distillers, you know. But VSN is always VSN. You're, but it's your man Kevizi. We're gonna see you on the next one. It's a new season, baby. Stills for seven podcasts. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang. You already know what it is, man. It's still a gang. It's a gang. It's the gang. You already know. What it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division. Super Bowl, let's win it. <laughs>